first ever Southern Remix Fashion Podcast. I'm so excited to be starting a podcast about fashion, which is something I'm so passionate about. For this first episode, I thought I would just introduce myself and give you the rundown on what I plan to talk about on this podcast, so let's just jump right into it. If you don't already follow me on my blog or on Instagram at Southern Remix Fashion, you're probably wondering who I am. I am 17 years old, and I love everything from fashion to beauty to just living life. I started my blog slash Instagram Southern Remix about last year in the summer, I think around June, but I didn't write it down, so I'm never going to have one of those blog anniversary days, but maybe I'll just make one up in June. Originally, I thought I was going to be blogging and starting an Etsy shop for repurposed clothes, but I kind of went in a different direction just because if you start an Etsy shop, you kind of have to have a lot of time to make everything, and that just didn't work with my schedule, but I still really love repurposing clothes, and I still really loved the name Southern Remix, so I decided that I'd do something with fashion, so I decided I'd start a fashion blog because people always ask me where I get my clothes and where I shop and my opinion on outfits, so I thought if I started a blog, maybe so many people wouldn't ask me so much where I got my stuff, which sounds really bad, but I never really knew what to say. People would come up to me and be like, oh, I really love your shirt, and I'm like, thanks, I have no idea where I got it, but I really love it too. So I'm, I was really just interested in starting a blog so that when people asked me, I could just tell them exactly where I got it and they could go to my blog and go to my shop tab under my blog tabs and just figure out where I found it. At first, I was really insecure about starting a blog because I'm more of an inside the box type of person and I never really branch out. And so I, I don't know about y'all, but I had that I'm going to be a famous YouTube star phase in middle school. And my friends still look me up to this day and watch my singing videos, which is pretty horrific because they were not good, but it's funny. I mean, everyone goes through something like that, and so I just laugh it off, but I was really nervous that something like that was going to happen with my blog and I was going to lose interest, so I talked to my boyfriend Scott about it, and I was also nervous about it because I didn't know what he would think just because it was kind of like one of those things I just came up with overnight. And I was just like, oh, I really want to do this. What is he going to think? But he was really positive about it and told me to go for it, which gave me a lot of confidence to start my blog. So side note, if you're thinking about starting a blog, but you're a little shaky about it, surround yourself with people who will lift you up and encourage you to step out of your comfort zone, because that was one thing that really helped me to feel confident in starting a blog just because I had so many people encouraging me, which is great. So my blog is still pretty new, and I'm still trying to make an impression out there in the fashion world, but I hope in a few years it will take off because I really love it, and I really love celebrating stylish women and empowering them to feel beautiful no matter their shape or size. That's really what my goal was for when I was starting my blog. That's like my mission statement, and it's in my bio and on my blog just because I want people to know that like it doesn't matter even though the world says, oh, stick skinny or being this size is what everybody wants. And in reality, that's not what everybody is. And so you should just feel confident in what you wear and your style. And that's really what I try to impact, like really what I'm trying to say on my blog. So some other things you should know about me, just because I might mention them on the blog or I talk about them on the blog, not blog, (laughs) podcast, (laughs) got to change my mindset. So I am a Southern girl. 
if you haven't noticed, so if you hate hearing the word y'all, I apologize in advance because it's literally the best word ever and it's just engraved in me. So I'm sorry if you really hate the word y'all, but it's just going to be said. Also, I'm a crazy pug lover, which will probably come up because I'll probably see a cute article about a pug or a dog and I'm obsessed, but I feel like you kind of have to be to love pugs because they're just an interesting dog. Um, yeah, so enough about pugs just because I could go on all day and this is not a pug podcast, but I would be okay if there was a pug podcast. I would definitely tune into that. Okay, if you're looking at some clothes or if I mention some clothes on this podcast and I will link everything in this podcast to my inst- to my blog, which I'll have a podcast tab under, so if I talk about any visuals or an outfit I'm talking about, it'll be linked in there. So if you see something on there, I am 5'1", so if you see me wearing a coat and you think that coat's really cute, but you want to know if the sleeves are, like, sewed together, rolled up, I'm just going to let you know they're probably not. That's, like, my thing. I roll everything from jeans to coats to long sleeves just because the sleeves are so long, so I have to, and I don't really shop in the petite section a lot. I have I think I have one coat from Loft that's petite and I really love it but it kind of makes me sad because the arms are so short. It just reminds me how small I am but I love it and I usually just like clothes that are regular sized and longer so I don't mind rolling but if you're wondering that's probably why. I really love working out and living a healthy lifestyle but I mean I try not to be too hard on myself just because I love donuts and sugar in general, so I have rules set up for myself on how to eat healthy, but I'll probably put some stuff up here about workouts or how I eat healthy or recipes or stuff like that if you want to know, so stay tuned. And that's all for me. That's really the kind of person I am. Um, Let's move on to what the agenda will be for this podcast and what this podcast is going to be about. So even though it says fashion podcast, I plan on talking about everything from fashion to beauty to lifestyle just because I'm big on all of those things. So for fashion, I will give you all the rundown on what's going on in the fashion world because it's really interesting. And I will be giving y'all updates on designers and brands and things that are going on with big fashion companies. Honestly, I didn't know about all the wild things that happen in the fashion world until I really started to research it, and you get hooked because some of this stuff is crazy and it's really juicy, and I think it's really interesting to get to know brands so you know really, like, what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know. I love it, and I think y'all will too. Another thing I will be talking about is weekly deals online and at clothing stores. Which is great because who doesn't love getting discounts at their favorite stores? I know I do. So I'll be updating on y'all for on that as well. I will also be talking about the latest beauty products and what works for me and my opinion on certain products. So it's kind of like YouTube stars when you see them talking about their makeup products. That's basically what I will be doing on here. And that will also be linked on my blog as well under the podcast tab. One thing I want to start on here that I did start on my blog, but I only did it one time and I'm not really sure why I didn't continue it, but I really love it. And it's called Hot or Not, which is where I will be talking about items that are trendy and if I think they're hot or they're not and they need to go because 
let's be honest, there's some weird trends out there. I'm talking about a croc trend in my podcast today, so stay tuned for that. I will also be doing store and product reviews on here, which I think will be really helpful because I know I love knowing about a store when I go into it, so I really try to do research to see what other people say about stores and what they have so I'll let y'all know what I've researched and how what I think from experience going to these stores so also one thing I really want to do on here is having guests so if you or someone you know has a fashion or beauty or lifestyle blog or works with any of those category categories shoot me an email and my email is southernremixfashion at gmail.com And lastly, I want to hear from y'all, so also send me an email for that so I can answer any questions you have on anything from fashion to beauty to lifestyle, if you have any tips for me or for any listeners, or if you just need to get something off your chest and you want want to chat, I'm here for y'all. So shoot me an email if you have anything on your mind right now at southernremixfashion at gmail.com and include your name if you want me to mention it on the podcast. I will be reading them next week, so stay tuned for y'all's letters. So that's really the rundown on my podcast. I'm super excited y'all decided to tune in, and don't forget to shoot me an email if you have any ideas or questions, or if you know somebody that wants to be a guest. I plan on posting a podcast every Tuesday, so you can stay updated on that on my Instagram at Southern Remix Fashion and on my blog, Southern Remix dot wordpress.com. Okay, so let's just jump into the first podcast with some news in the fashion world. So, I don't know if y'all have noticed, like I said, with my whole hot or not thing, Crocs are making a comeback. And I myself do have a pair of Crocs, but I mostly use them as transition shoes for working out or walking around the house to change into a different pair of shoes. That's really about it. But I do really love them. There's something about the holes that let your feet breathe that fascinates me, and apparently celebrities as well. An article I read this week on Britain Co. says, according to Michelle Poole, the Crocs senior VP, says when Christopher Kane, and I'm going to butcher this, but Balenciaga, B-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-G-A, approached us, we were intrigued by the opportunity to push boundaries of our design and molding celebrities to see what we could create together. On its own, the classic clog is a clean, everyday look that, with some reimagination, quickly becomes extraordinary. I don't know why, but I find this so funny because they're talking about Crocs. Like, they're saying that Crocs should be an everyday shoe, which I don't know if they should be an everyday shoe. Which, if you've seen them, they're pretty crazy and they're not the stylish thing in the world, but I can see the comfort appeal of wearing Crocs every day. I see girls wearing them all the time now. I even see them at school. I even know a girl that actually made an Instagram account just for her Crocs. It was pretty great, though. (laughs) It's just become a big thing again, and the article goes on to name multiple fashion influencers and stars that are rocking the Crocs, which, when I was looking at the article and looking at the pictures, their Crocs are way more stylish than the ones I've seen at Ross, which I don't know if that's just because they're accessorizing them or if that's, like, the new Croc look. I'm not sure. But I would never buy new Crocs just because I have this thing that I don't think you should pay more than $20 for Crocs because they're Crocs. So that once I have my cheetah print awesome Crocs I got from Ross for $12. And that was probably 
one of my best buys for Crocs. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if I'm totally on board for the Croc trend reappearing, but I do have to say I love the comfort of my Crocs from time to time, so I'll keep my eyes open. I don't know if I'll jump into it, but we'll see. So let's move on. This summer, I had the privilege of working at a camp for kids and adults that have a disability called spina bifida, which means, if I remember correctly, their spinal cord isn't connected, so most of them are in wheelchairs and can't walk. It was one of the best weeks of my life, but also one of the most challenging weeks of my life. But I'm so glad I got to go to camp because I made friends I will always remember, and I became part of a family, and it was the best thing ever. A lot of the girls in my cabin and at the camp loved being stylish and fashionable, which I was all about. I came across this article this week, and let me take a moment real fast to pull it up. I was going to read it, but it's super long, so I think I'm just going to summarize it for y'all. And it is called, What It's Really Like to Shop for Clothes as a Person with My Type of Disability. And the girl that is in this article has a disease called Osteogenesis Imperfecta which is a brittle bone disorder that comes with a short stature and a rounded rib cage, and she's in a wheelchair. And so she goes on to talk about how she really used to not really care to shop for clothes because everyone told her it should be comfortable because she's in a chair 100% of the time. And so she just went on living her life in the younger days, just wearing comfortable clothes. And then she started to go, get in high school and she was just like, well, like when prom dress season rolled around, she really wanted to find a dress, but she found one, but it wasn't really one that she really loved just because it's hard to dress with her, her body type. And she's so short and has like a small um, stature that it's just hard to find things that fit. And so then she talks about how also like most people don't think about dis disabled people when they're making clothes. She wanted to wear a crop top and then she was like, I don't feel comfortable just because most of the world says if you're going to wear a crop top, you have to be super skinny, which is really sad. I've been in that position too as well. And then she goes on to talk about like shopping for a wedding dress and now she just wants to find clothes that are appropriate to wear in the workplace, which she talks about is very hard and she just wants to know if brands are going to start doing stuff and companies are going to start making stuff for people that have disabilities. I really enjoyed this article and I will link it into my blog as well for any of y'all that want to read it. I love the girl that wrote this too because I feel like so many stores do not accommodate to the disabled and that's a big chunk of people in the world. In today's world, also, if you're not skinny, then it's difficult to find stuff that fits you, let alone something you feel comfortable in. Because when you look at the mannequin or the model that's wearing it, it's a tall, skinny girl, and I don't know about y'all, that always kills my self-esteem. I do, however, think that with so many campaigns, such as the American Eagle one, which has the body positivity campaign right now, they're not photoshopping their models and it's a lot more natural that a shift in what has been seen as the accepted body type is beginning to change. And I think that is something that so many women have been waiting for because in reality, not everyone is stick skinny. I think that having a disability makes things 10 times harder. Clothes should be something that every girl looks forward to getting and it really describes who someone is, which is why I'm so fascinated with fashion because everyone's style is so unique and I think that's so cool. I'm interested to see what the fashion industry's 
plan on doing in the near future for the disabled. I think it'd be really cool if big brands like Forever 21 or Macy's created a new department for disabled people with clothes that they already sell that accommodate to their bodies better. I do think a challenge might be is that each person's body is different and especially disabled people, they might have the same disease, but their bodies can be different. So I think sizing might be tricky, but I am optimistic and I definitely will be keeping my eyes out for more news on this topic. I'm really interested to see what they plan on doing. We'll have to, we'll have to see. I'm going to research that as well to see if there's anything popping up. Okay, let's move on to some beauty. So let's talk about Kylie Cosmetics. When I first heard of the Kylie Lip Kits, I literally thought they were lip injection kits because she just got a lip injection when she first came out with these lip kits. And I was so confused because everyone was obsessed with them. And I was like, why? Why do you want to wait all night for a lip injection thing to launch? I just don't understand. And I had no clue they were matte lipsticks. But they have been a hot item for about two years now, and they look so good on people. I personally have never tried them, but I hear great things. My friend Mara, shout out to Mara, she has a makeup blog. Um, I think it's on Instagram, it's Mara's Makeup. And she's tried them. She actually posted a picture, and she said had really good things to say about it and really loved them, so I might have to try it. But anyways, Kylie is dropping a new lip kit on February 5th, just in time for Valentine's Day. And according to this article, the Velvet Liquid Matte Lipstick is very creamy and doesn't dry out your lips, which I think is great because my lips get so dry and I hate when my lipstick starts to peel. It's just, I hate it. It always happens to me and I'm not really a huge chapstick fan, but sometimes I have to put it underneath my lipstick just so that it'll stay together. I know that most of her kits come with lip liner, which I think is a huge plus because I usually skip out on that when I purchase a new lipstick because it's either too hard to match the colors or it's just too pricey. I've gone into Walgreens so many times and I find my perfect lipstick and then where's the lip liner? All the way on like the other side of the store. And I'm like, it's not even worth it. So the fact that it comes as a set is awesome. So this new lip kit has three different shades of pink and they're all really pretty and neutral which is nice because it goes with a lot of things i really like this lip kit i don't know i might have to order it and see for myself i think it's also great just because they're small and so you can give them as valentine's day gifts or even to your friends for galentine's day i think they're cute and they have really good colors so y'all have to try it out so does anyone have any skin problems let me know. I do. I have rosacea, which is a chronic skin condition that makes your skin red and it gets irritated very easily. I always try to find products that won't irritate my skin so easily, especially products I use on my face daily to cleanse it. If this sounds like you, then listen up because I'm about to give you a few items of products that are good for sensitive skin. So the first one is Avene Hydrants Intense Rehydrating Serum, which is very lightweight on the face, and they are known for being good for sensitive skin, which I always hear people talking about how makeup sometimes feels heavy on their skin and they like the more lightweight stuff. So if you really don't like a heavy-feeling moisturizer or serum, then this one, that it's lightweight, it's really good and I think would work perfect if you don't like stuff that's heavy on your face. 
Another one is the First Aid Beauty Ultra Repair Cream, which is recommended for people with rosacea. And when I was looking for products for myself, this one popped up and it had a lot of good things to say about it. So I think I'm going to try this one out and order it for myself. The third one, Lush Aqua Marina Face and Body Cleanser, was the one that really surprised me because I always go into Lush and I'd always see just stuff for your face, like cleansers and serums and if you don't know what Lush is I'll just give you a brief rundown of what it is it's basically like a beauty store for but like I guess more natural and it has um bath bombs stuff your hair stuff your body and I don't know I've never really tried anything from there for my face just because I pick it up and I was like uh maybe it'll be good for me, but my face is so sensitive to natural stuff. I was like, I'm not really sure if it'll work for me, but it says that it's good for sensitive skin, so I might have to try this one as well, but if any of y'all have tried Lush products on your face or your skin, let me know if y'all really liked it and didn't irritate your skin. I'd really love to know. And the final one is the Mario Bedescu Facial Spray with Aloe, Herbs, and Rose Water. And this is also another one that is good for people that have rosacea, and I love this one because it can be used as setting spray, which I think would work great, and I actually follow a lot of fashion and beauty bloggers on my fashion account and uh, on Instagram, and one of the fashion bloggers was just talking about this today, and she's talking about how she layers it on, like, um, powder on a face, and she says it works great if your skin is peeling in the winter and your makeup is cracking. So I think I'm going to have to try this one as well. I think I'm going to have to try all of them. <laughs> yeah, if y'all have tried any of these, just let me know what y'all think. Shoot me an email. I'd really love to know. So another thing I'm starting on this podcast is a little segment called What's in My Closet. And I'm just going to tell you my favorite piece of my closet every week. So this week... My favorite thing in my closet is something I just bought actually yesterday. It just became my new favorite thing. And it is a dress I got from Nordstrom Rack, which is my weakness right now. Because if you go in there and you go to the $15 rack, you will not pull me away. <laughs> it is the brand Top Shop, which is a pretty big brand right now. It's kind of like a higher end Forever 21. They sell dresses, tops, pants, skirts, really all the necessities and the dress I got is just cute and slimming and I'm honestly not really sure what the color is I thought it was red but then it looked orange when I brought it into the dressing room because I had another red dress in there and I held them up together and it looked more orange so I think it's a mix of both kind of like that crayon you pick out of the crayon box and you think it's red but it's actually a mix of orange in there as well which was always my least favorite thing as a kid. <laughs> but I still think it's a really great dress. I really love it. I'll link it in my blog for y'all as well. And it has such a great shape. On the hanger, it doesn't look that flattering, but it's kind of one of those dresses when you put it on, it just fits every body type really well. And the material's pretty, it's really sturdy and really heavy, and it does not have a lot of stretch. So if you're a little busty like I am, I suggest getting a size up. I don't know if I mentioned as well, but it does have pockets, which is always an awesome touch. I love just putting my hands in pockets and dresses and skirts. It's my favorite. It's not too pricey too as well because I did get them at 
get it at Nordstrom Rack, which is my fave. All right, so that wraps up my first podcast. I hope you all enjoyed, and don't forget to follow me and tune in every Tuesday for a new podcast. Also, send me any emails that you all have at southernremixfashion at gmail.com. And you can see all things I mentioned in my podcast at my blog on southernremix.wordpress.com. And don't forget to follow my Instagram at southernremixfashion. Until next week, bye guys!